Hi, and welcome to Spin Me a Tale, a podcast where Dewey and I, and sometimes our friends, convince each other to read some new books. It's kind of like a one-sided book club. Sometimes we may even branch out and talk about movies or TV shows, or even comic books and manga. Nothing is off limits. Disclaimer. All views and opinions expressed are strictly our own and do not represent the views or opinions of anyone else. So, without further ado, let let the the tale begin. begin. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11. Uh, this will be our second episode for the week. As promised. As promised. We are back again. With the review of Matt's recommendation, Hover Car Racer yes. by Matthew Riley. I'm excited and also scared to see or to hear your <laughs> thoughts on this one. I don't think you're going to like uh, it. Okay. In a this really... is a great, like, this is a good start. We're <laughs> off to a good start. In a really lovely way. I don't think you're going to like it. Um... I don't know. It's spoiler alert. Spoilers? I don't yeah. know. There will I should put a spoiler alert on this episode just in case mm. things are said. Um we will well, I know with my my notes I have made sure there is very little spoilers, but just in case we'll there play might it be minor or some major spoilers. Yeah. Ahead. Ahead. Just in case. We should get a sound like a Bow, 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 bow. Spoiler alert sound. Ooh, we could do that. Yeah. That'll be like an extra recording. Yeah. It's like an air horn blasting. Yeah. Just <laughs> randomly. Just randomly. That's all right. We'll, yeah. we'll employ someone to be the, the air horn person. Yep. <laughs> just behind us. We just need you to blow this air horn. Ready and go. <laughs> Give them a signal like. <laughs> yep. This is oh. why we need a video. Because oh, I God. just made a great gesture. Yeah. Great signal. <laughs> Um, but I do believe we have had someone write in. A we review. have had some fan mail um, about Hover Car Racer. So if you don't mind, I might read that out before we get onto your review. Please do. So the title of this email is called My Thoughts on Hover Car Racer. And this comes in from Thomas Chilton. He says, hi, Matt. Hello, Dewey. I have been a fan of your talking for years. I've been reading along to almost all of your books that have been recommended on your podcast, but I thought I'd finally get around to sending you guys a review of one. So here's my thoughts on Matt's review of Hover Car Racer by Matthew Riley. I want to start with this. When I first read this book at 13, many, many moons ago, it made me fall in love with reading. That's how much I love this book. It's an action-packed, edge-of-your-seat roller coaster of a book that engrossed me so much I remember spending the whole weekend in bed reading it. The writing style is fun and casual, making it an easy read. It's so Australian. There's characters with names that are references to famous Australians, Aussie slang, and the book is mainly set in Australia, and for these reasons made it feel sentimental to me when I was younger. So I think for Aussie pimply teenage boys, this is the perfect book. 10 out of 10, end of email, end of review. Sadly, however, I am no longer 13 years old, so rereading this book made me realise there are a few issues I may have with this book as a 30-year-old adult that I may have glossed over or not realised was a problem when I was a child, such as number one. This book fails the Bechdel test. 
The female characters are poorly written with no personality traits or depth to them. We know everything about their dad and all his hobbies and quirks, but their mum, all she does is sew and cry. Two, there is very little character development in this book. The main character makes rookie mistakes or seemingly bad decisions which have negative consequences, only to repeat these very same actions later in the novel and they work out fine, without any lesson learned or development made whatsoever. About two-thirds in, the main, two-thirds in, the main character begins a path of character development, however that doesn't last long. Number three, the whole premise of the book is so outlandishly ridiculous and over the top. Some events the main character is told no one has ever pulled off before or only have a 0.005% chance of happening, yet somehow he pulls it off every single time, which can be fun to witness in an action scene, but for me it takes the element of doubt or surprise out of it if I know what's going to work out every time. So I guess these issues pulled me out of the escapism of this young adult fantasy dream world, but it's still a breezy fun read. And therefore I give this book three bookworms. 3.2 if you want to be pedantic. While this book is objectively enjoyable, light and fast-paced, there are elements of this book that took me out of the immersiveness of the novel that or the novel that left me not entirely loving this book. But I don't know, maybe I'm too old. I'm excited to hear Dewey's thoughts and maybe I'll send an email straight after this about the next book. Yours sincerely, Tom. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you, Tom. That was um, a little bit brutal, but very honest, I think. I agree with majority of what you <laughs> said. <laughs> when, so I understand when well, Tom and you both read this, it was way back when, I, I guess, being those young adults as this book is clearly marketed as. And if I was reading it then... I agree, great read. Like, you know, it does spark that imagination, that Mm. excitement, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. As a 30-year-old reading it, what the hell? (laughs) When I started reading it, so I read it the first time, nothing sank in. I read it the second Mm -hmm. time, I've made my notes, and I realised to me as a 30-year-old, it's not, I don't find it a memorable read. Right. It reads to me like a Disney Channel original movie that it honestly reminded me of Cars 3 when they did the World Series. Okay, yep. Um, it was, I, I'm, not, don't, I'm not bagging it. Like it was a good book, but I just, it's not for me. Objectively, it Ob- was good. But... Objectively, it was good. And if I read it when I was 13, mm-hmm. 15, like back where obviously the book is, the market, the book is aimed at. Yep. Perfect. Okay. As a 30-year-old. <laughs> What the hell? Not so much. I have so many. Like, how? why would you let your child do this? <laughs> why would you just accept that this is a way of life? And, yeah, I the, the big one for me is, yeah, the females. They, the mum cries so, yes. The other female characters, there is a great female lead character, um, Sally McDuff. Mm-hmm. She's Scottish, brilliant. She's got eight brothers. She's a um, chief... Tech, I can't remember the exact term for it. Um, Something like that, yeah. But she's like your head pit stop person. Mm-hmm. Why don't we know more about her? Mm. She is smart. She's brilliant. I believe in one of the other parts of the book, she there's like because it's 
sports. So they have the, the galas and the sponsors and mm. they do touch base on that and they kind of go through the whole like, so, you know, not with, with sports you have the race, but then you also have those sponsored events, mm. those galas, like all the stuff that happens so you get the money because it's business as it's well. It's about, yeah. But they go to a gala dinner and, you know, he's wearing a handy-down suit and they're all talking like that. And she's wearing a dress. And one of the description words for her was busty frame. Mm. You, there are so many other ways to describe yeah. someone in a dress. And I just... <laughs> and when, Did not enjoy that. Yeah. And then the mum, what she was sewing, when she gives what she's sewing to Sally, she's like, I've put a bit of extra room in the chest for you, darling. Like, we get it. Like, obviously, she's got boobs, but is that necessary? Did we need to know that? Mm. And there's a fabulous female driver who's, you know, gunning it out in the male-dominated world of driving. Could we know more about her rather than what he's telling us? Like, I want some more. I want some depth. Like, yeah, good issues with that. Fair enough. But. I, I want to say the pros first. Like, okay. <laughs> did start off with the cons. But the big pros for me was, yeah, the Australian representation, like yes. that piece of Australia. It's you don't read many books where you have that much Australian in it. Like it is so Australian. Definitely, yeah. And, yeah, mentioning of like one of my favourite ones is there is a, in the book, the Aussie driver's name is Brock Peters. So it's nice like. Obviously, at the time, Peter Brock mm. was around, but he has since passed. So I think it's a nice, like... Nice little head nod. Head nod to Peter Brock yeah. being one of Australia's best drivers. Mm. Um, he won by first, I believe, like... Quite a few times, I think, I, yeah. I did, I did know the number. <laughs> I remember asking Dad. Um, but I like how they also mentioned Bathurst, that before mm. the hop car races did come into it, the Bathurst 1000 was always run. And they kind of do that whole, like... Well, now that we have hopper cars, we don't do Bathurst, but we have the Sydney circuit. And I'm like, I think that's really cool. Like, yeah. this has taken over. But, you know, Bathurst, mm. like, that's the race. Have been brilliant. Highly recommended. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, Sally McDuff. Mm. Love her. Strong female character. I love this. And I'm going to probably pronounce his name wrong because we all know how I am with spelling name uh-huh. wrong. But the Bradbury Principle. Yeah. Yep. I love that they mention this. Okay. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know who Come on back to me. <laughs> Bradbury is, he is the Australian who was in speed skating. He was coming last. On the last lap, all three people in front of him stacked it and he came first and won the gold medal. He came from behind. It is like number one principle. The fact that they mention that and it's the principle. I love that. That is just like reference throughout it. It's like that is a good Aussie principle. And the fact that it's in the book, 10 out of 10. And just every time I read it, I was like, <laughs> <Enjoyed> that. <laughs> um, he won the 2002 Winter Olympics, just in case anyone. Just saying. Just saying. Um, the other character I did like was Umberto Lombardi. I think that's how I pronounce mm. it. He's the rich, lovable guy that is like, I'm way too rich to care what the rich people think about me. Um, he'll do what he wants because he's got the money. Um, and he's really supportive of of our young Jason Chaser, 
who is, you know, the up and coming of this book and his team and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him. Those are pretty much my pros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a couple of pros. That's okay. There's a couple of pros. I can live with that. <laughs> my cons, as I mentioned, it is to me like the Disney Channel original movie. Mm. The classic bad boy. So they have all the bad guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't say too much without spoiling, but <laughs> he wears all black and he's a douche. Classic bad guy. Classic bad guy. But you know instantly as soon as they introduce this character, um, he's the enemy. I get it now. Like, I, I get, I get <laughs> that when this, if I was reading it in the desired age that this book is marketed as. Yeah. Okay, I probably wouldn't have gotten it so quick. So I think that's, sorry. To no, that's all right. I think that's where a lot. So all the cons that you've you've mentioned and the issues that you're having, I think that's why it is, is because it's a, it's, I, it is targeted. It is at targeted. Very young adults, yeah. But they could do, you know, Matthew Rye is an amazing author. It's like you didn't mm. have to be so corny, yeah. you know. Give a little bit of depth. Um, I also found the last sentence on page number 94. Okay. Now they had to win. I thought that was the whole purpose of him doing any of the racing. Like, I get it that it was very motivational, crunch time, things like that. But you having to win your racing, mm. the whole purpose of a race is to win. That's, yeah, I just well, I don't understand. Like, you're racing, you have to win. That's the goal. Like, it's not like, oh, now we have to win. Like, oh, we got it now. This is why we're racing. Mm. Um, also, our main character is 14 or 13. No, 14, sorry. He has his birthday halfway through the book or mm-hmm. towards the end. He becomes 15. I don't think there are suitable scene- scenes in this book for kids reading it. Okay. So there is a hotel key pass-off. Because all the other adults or the other, all the other kids in the book are like, 17, 18, mm. 19, to be generous. There is a hotel key pass between a female and a male and Jason apparently knows what it's all about. How? <laughs> How does a 14-year-old know what that signal means? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. As a 14-year-old, I didn't. I wouldn't have. No, but no. apparently Jason switched on and knows exactly, oh, you shouldn't do that. Mind he's, your business. He's very mature for his age. <laughs> I get being mature, but yeah, I just, um, there's also the confrontation that we kind of see after mm-hmm. when that night happens between the guy and the girl and Jason kind of be like, oh, I see that and the confrontation. And there is a line that is said in the book, and I'm like, why would a 14-year-old know that? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't know that. Like, just have a few issues. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, no, fair enough. No, no. It's okay. Um, That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, it's just I also I'm just finding it very hard to be objective okay. with this. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> but there was a bit where so – with being in the hovercar school, that there is the teacher was once a pro circuit driver. Mm-hmm. 
there was in his career he got stuck in a tunnel um, for four and a half hours and no one had worked out his strategy of why he was stuck in that tunnel. They're like, oh, he just didn't do what he's doing. Then apparently no one's ever worked it out, but then a 14-year-old works it out. I get, again, I get that he's mature and he's smart and mm. he switched on Jason, but other people would have known. Just because Jason's the first guy to actually admit it out, out loud doesn't mean other people didn't mm. work out what you were doing, sir, teacher. Like, no, you're not that fu- you're not that quick. You're you're not that smart. But just a lot of the scenes, I was, it's very unrealistic, very unimaginable. Like very much like what Tom said, um, it's unrealistic. Mm. And yeah, the zero point zero zero five percent of him being able to pull out, pull pull off, and pull out and do all these half this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why does he get to do it? Like, I get that he's the main character, but there's just. Mm. A little bit of realism would be just so handy. Just just a little bit um, would help along. I did like that there was inspirational messages throughout the book. Like, you yep. know, Jason is 14 and he's going in this big pro circuit, which I don't know why his parents allowed him to. I feel like they need to have a stern talking to. Um, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but they've all these inspiration because you can kind of they do he does Matthew Riley does touch on it like all the emotions and mm. that kind of overwhelming gut feeling like oh my god I'm going to be racing in the pro circuit I'm going to yep. be doing this 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god I felt that those when those inspirational quotes while there were so many of them when they touched on them it was like necessary it was like okay. Yep. This is what you're going to do. Like when you're versing a friend on the track, there's no, you know, there's no friends on the mm. track. Um, it's like when we do roller derby, you don't say sorry on the derby track. Yeah. You know, sorry doesn't exist on the derby track. They say no friends uh, mm. on the racetrack. So I kind of get Similar that. Sort of thing, yeah. Similar kind of thing. And I get that helps with the, okay, we're here to race. Yep. We're here to Given win. Now yeah. we're yeah. going to win <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's where it's very much like, okay, those were the positives. And okay. It's not a terrible book. <laughs> just okay. I will. Good. good to know. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it, but yeah. I very much feel if if I had read it when you had read it, mm. and when it was, I, I guess that age where it was marketed at, it definitely would have made more sense and yeah it would have really drove me into reading like when yeah. you when i think we'll try when i tried to go back and be like okay imagine i'm like 14 i've picked mm-hmm. this book up for the first time really get into it it was good like it was enjoyable but yeah reading as a 30 year old going back into that okay read it properly read it it's just I prefer his older work, Fair his enough. newer work, like Ice Station yeah, and things like that. that. Yeah. He's a great author. Love mm. Matthew Riley. Got nothing bad to say about his writing except this one. I'm not, not a fan. Not his young adult not his, work. Just, no. And it's a shame because, and I do like how they spaced out this book. And yeah. They had like instead of like, like instead of just writing the charts, they actually insert like, I guess snippets of the chart so you can see it see yes. it itself. Yeah. It's not just it like a paragraph yeah. of like 
who's first on the leaderboard, who's second, who's mm. third, things like that. It's actually this is the leaderboard, mm. this is how many points. So you can actually visually see it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get that. Kind of makes it a bit more immersive, I guess. Yeah, and it, if you need to see those boards, you can definitely see them and mm. makes it better better for you, I guess, Yeah. Um, than just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a good book, but I just... I have a few issues. Mm. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, that's totally fair. No, I absolutely understand. All right. So thank you for that. I think, I You're guess. You're welcome. You're just destroying my, you know, childhood. No, it's fine. No, no, I'm joking. So I just wanted, like, before we get into your your... Yeah, your bookworms. I'd just like to say that the, the reason I recommended this book to you was because it was very sentimental to me and I don't want this to affect your, <laughs> no <laughs> your bookworm review. Um, but, yeah, it's just be So I got this book when I was probably around 13, 14 myself from my auntie and uncle as a present either for Christmas or my birthday, one or the, the other. Um, and I absolutely loved it back then. If I were to reread it now, I would probably have the same issues that you and our listener Tom has had, to be honest. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that, <laughs> that this was a sentimental read for me for that reason, and that is why I recommended it because many, many years ago I did enjoy this book very, very much, and, yeah, that's where that yeah. kind of inspiration for this recommendation came for you. And I, def- this one. And I definitely get the whole, mm. yeah, the, the sentimentalness because, yeah, if you, yeah, 13, 14, if you were given this book and you read it, it definitely sparks that imagination. Oh, absolutely, it, and it did, and I think that's why it is so sentimental to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, I definitely see that it does draw you into that world. It mm. take that, that escapism. It definitely takes you out of this reality puts you in that reality and especially as a as a, as an old as a kid you know of course yeah you know you're reading this book like oh tasmania that's just well for us in wa it's not that close but you know it's a hop skip and a jump like it's yeah. something that i can actually go mm. there like that's a bit more realistic than oh i'm in new york city or i'm in london and we're going here it's like well you know when you're 13, 14, oh, most, most of us, I guess, I don't want to say everyone, but you haven't been there mm. or you don't know that. You were literally just like, okay, well, I think London, mm. would, like whenever I was young and you'd read those books like with London or the US, I would always imagine Perth because yeah. that's the capital city and oh, it's the only it's city been, yeah. to where I've been at that age, sense. so it made sense. But having been to London, it's like, oh, this is nowhere near Perth. Yeah. So now when I read this book, it's like, I understand. Yeah. But when you're 13, 14 or younger or in that mm. age, when you think Tasmania, well, no, I know Tasmania. Like, yeah. I know you don't have to think of those accents. Mm. You don't have to think too hard about, like, oh, when they mention, you know, degrees or anything like that. You're like, I know it's yeah. already. You don't yeah. have to do that with maths. That's it, yeah. So it definitely draws you in, and I mm. definitely see how this would spark. Like if this was your first ever book given. As an Aussie like, kid. As an Aussie kid, like, 
I can see how this is going to spark your imagination. Mm. But, yeah, reading it as an adult probably wasn't the best idea for me. Um, and I do kind of regret not reading it as a kid. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's one of those. I have read it now yeah, twice. True. So made up for last time. I reckon, yeah. So I would say that. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah. For me now it's not that memorable. Mm. I it's, That's fair. If I read it beforehand, mm. 100%, I agree with you and Tom, very memorable. This would have sparked it, but mm. no. Fair enough. <laughs> I just, before we go on, I just want to go back to what you were saying before about it being relatable in the sense that it's in Australia and you know these places better than other places. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why I enjoyed it so much is because my dad was and still is very heavily into V8 supercars. Yes. As you know. As I know. <laughs> and I would sit and watch it with him on the TV and I saw these tracks. Like I saw the Adelaide track, I saw Sydney, all these places. And I think that's what that would have helped when I was reading it myself because mm. I would have gone, oh, I know this place, I know this track, I've seen it before on TV. So I could kind of picture that yeah, as well. So I think that was a big thing for me as well because I did enjoy that time with my dad watching the racing and and things like that. So. And we I don't, think that was another. I didn't mention the dad as one of my favourite characters, but he did remind me very much of my dad and, and okay, cool. my father-in-law because they both love race cars. Yes. Um, V8s, like, yeah, my dad would tell us when it comes racing seasons, like who's on the podium, who, mm. how their tracks went. Um, and we did go to Bathurst with my dad and he was so happy. Like in sitting there, he'd tell you like, oh, did you see that? Yes, we're sitting right with you. We mm. watched the exact same screen that you watched. Oh, yeah, but did you see that? We were watching the same thing, Dad, <laughs> but yes. And he'll tell you like he's really passionate. And that's mm. what I found with the with the dad in the story with Jason and, and Bug. He supported them and could tell you everything about it. And he was the armchair expert, and I love that that is mentioned. Yes. He's the armchair expert. Yep. So I feel like there's a lot of dads out there, and, you know, especially supporting their kids, they are yeah, armchair. armchair experts. Yeah. Yes. And also mums and parents, you know, they mm. are all arm, armchair experts. Um, but I think that's where it also is a bit of a shame that the mum, she seems to know quite a bit, but you just see her crying and sewing. Yeah. So. But I do, I do find that because when they mentioned Bathurst and Peter Brock, it's like I actually know that's like, yeah, that's ingrained into me. I know that, so <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. But now it comes so, yeah. time for the worms. I'm scared. Are you prepared? No. Okay. I'm worried. <laughs> Take a breath. It's all right. We're gonna center. So Tom gave it three point two. Three point two. If we're being pedantic. <laughs> so what would you give it? I give it two bookworms. Oof. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Ouch. The look he's giving me. I'm really uh, sorry. No, no. I love it. That's great. I think I, I've I've said everything. That it, yeah. it it's good, it's memorable, but I read it at the wrong time. Okay. That I think that's the real shame here. Mm. Is I I read it at the wrong time. Okay. Um, if I had read it earlier, you know, even if I read it a couple of years ago, mm. maybe it might have been different. I wouldn't be reading it with such a 
such an adult mind. We just, yeah, I say adult mind. We'll say well, adult yeah. <laughs> Adult-ish. Adult-ish. But it's just not, it's not for me. Okay. Um, Matthew Riley does amazing work. Like I can't fault the writing. The writing is brilliant. Mm-hmm. The layout is good. The pictures, the, um, you know, the, the graphs, everything, it's really good. But now looking at it as an adult, yeah, there are some faults. There are some, ooh, of course, yeah. Ugh. Um, but it it's true. I'm mm. really sorry. No, no, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, yeah, as and as you say, like as a young adult novel, I think it would be great. So, you yeah. know, 13, 14, 15 year old would be fine. But yeah. people around our sort of age and like the experiences we've had, the books we've read already probably not suited for our age group yeah but around that sort of age i think it's probably more targeted mm. yeah and that's and the thing that would do where i guess too old for a book like, like yeah this yeah kind of mm. but it doesn't like you have the sentimental reasons for for loving it mm. so it will always be a favorite book like absolutely no matter you know, how much you read it now mm. as an adult, be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know when you read it, you know, you were 13, you were gifted it by your aunt or uncle for Christmas or birthdays or whichever one it was, mm. you remember the story of how you got it and how quick you read it and that is all that really matters. Yeah. It's just, yeah, if I'd read it when I was younger, wouldn't have been a problem. 10 out of 10, I'd 100% agree with you. Great book. <laughs> However. However, I didn't. <laughs> I missed Matthew Riley as a young yeah, adult. Um, got him as an adult, but mm. just not as a young one. Um, it's all right. And it's just. We'll do Ice Station and the Scarecrow and those books. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how I missed it, but did. I'm really sorry. It's okay. But yeah. Totally understandable. That's why we're here. That's why we're That's here. That's what we're doing. It's good. I'm, it's not a terrible book. Like, it's mm. not like, oh, my God, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. We haven't had one of them yet. I know. So I can't wait for that to happen. I have ha- I have read books like that, so I'm probably a bit hesitant to recommend <laughs> them to you because I'm like, mm, I didn't enjoy this, so I'm not going to give it to someone else. That's going to be a very short, like, yep. <laughs> podcast yeah. review. Here is the book I'm recommending to you. I hated it. Have fun. Yeah. Or, you know, I recommend you a book and then when it comes to the real life, nah, just. I'm too open-minded, I think. I'm like, I love this book. I remember reading one book and the opening sentence, like the opening paragraph, sorry, not sentence, scared me so much I had to close it. Oh, I love that. And I was like, nope, no, not doing this today. Mm. No, thank you, Satan. Um, (laughs) Couldn't tell you what book it was, just forgot everything. I was like, no, no, I'm just... Apparently it was a really good book, but mm. I might that paragraph, no. No. I'm a bit of a baby. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. But yes, those are my okay. my notes on Hovercar Racer no by Matthew Riley. It's okay. I will take it all in and not take it to heart. And <laughs> no. Honestly, yeah, and that's why we're here. We're here for to recommend each other books, kind of get ourselves out of our comfort zone get each other out of their comfort zones and just have fun. Yeah, it was definitely a fun read, just mm. not. Not at, for you. Not for me. At this current yeah. point in time. Not in time, yes. <laughs> like I said, if I, if I was younger, 
10 out of 10. Yeah. As I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. But no. That's okay. But it was, yeah, it was a good book. Okay. Oh, thank you. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for sticking through it, I guess, if you. Twice. Twice. Technically. Well, this time I soaked it more in. Uh, yeah. The other yeah. one, it was like, ah. Just power through it and then yeah. absorb it later. Yep. Which I don't Fair recommend enough. doing when you read. Like, yeah. If you're going to read, be present. Um, I mean, reading is a form of escapism is okay. And if you daydream and zone out, it's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. But you want to kind of like soak in the words, not just yeah. kind of speed read through it all. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. There's no, no, no reading shame here. Like we're not trying to yeah. shame anyone with their reading styles. Or oh, absolutely not. No way. We don't read shame. So, yes. But no. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, Thanks very much. I'm glad you weren't offended by my review. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. That was great. If you do have any opinions on my reviews or have any comments, you can reach out to us at our Gmail, um, speedmeatail21 at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at Facebook. So we are Spin Me a Tail on Facebook. We are also on TikTok, um, spinmeatail underscore podcast. So please reach out to us if you have any you know, questions, comments, concerns of our reading styles, <laughs> um, opinions concerns about podcast style. Yep. Um, Anything. If, you, if you have listened to our past episodes as well and you have any, I, I guess, fun facts, information, <laughs> if we've said something, opinions, reviews. Yeah, reviews. If you've read any of our books, please send us a review yes. as well. Um, we do love to hear them and we love reading all of our fan mail. We so, do. It's fantastic. Yes, and we do. We do read it out. Um, if you don't want us to read your review out, please put it in the email itself. Mm. Um, but no, we do love getting all of that as well. So please, please let us know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Reach out to us. Yeah, and we will be sending a photo soon of the uh, Robert Jordan stack. Yes. Of books, we don't have. I don't think we we're missing a couple. I think they're the newer ones by Brando that he wrote. Mm. But I'm pretty sure we got a lot of them. So we we'll make sure lot, we'll yes. be sending a huge photo through of that. Um, so you can see what we mean by our last episode being a huge giant stack. Mm. But, yes. But thank you so okay. much, everyone, for listening. Thanks all. Um, we'll see, see you next time. next time. Good night. Good night.